The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IPVanish. IPVanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland. I got a special guest with me today, first-timer to the Notorious OTB, uh, a Saratoga local, one half of uh, the Smoke and Mare show. Uh, the other half being I, who I think is the most entertaining human being on the face of the planet. Um, he and I, I think, have paused at the same time of, of uh, develop pop where like it's just like we like the exact same things from the exact same time frame. So every time he drinks his Don Julio, smokes his blunt, makes his picks, I'm always tuned in. But whatever, we got the better half with us. Miss Mary Rufo. How are you, Mary? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, Chase? Man, I'm I'm good. Uh, Saratoga's running. We're recording this while uh, the Friday races are, are going on. I'm watching my my single Fingal break to the lead. Uh, we've got the Jim Dandy coming up this weekend. We've got the Vanderbilt. It's a it's a nice uh, it's a nice little card to look at. Um, so for the folks listening, the first time I, I became you know aware, Mary saw something that she put on Twitter. It was like a thread where she was uh, recounting being. I think I believe it was playing simulcast. And you're having uh, guys just basically try to mansplain handicapping to you and mansplain wagers uh, while while you were there. And uh, I I have a theory, which is unsolicited wagering advice might be the unsolicited dick pic of handicapping. What is your thoughts? <laughs> that is a lovely way to put it. Uh, yes, it, it was in a race book out in Vegas. It was in the Valley's Sports and, and Race Book and the guy is trying to mansplain the odds because when I was out there, it was the Dubai world cup, right. which country grammar went on to win and life is good was out there. And, you know, I, I picked on Ed DeRosa all the time because I just recall this tweet of his, imagine taking more than 10 seconds to handicap this race. You know, life is good obviously has this in the bag. Um, right. Right. But yeah, it's... It, Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, you're good. What, what you're saying is interesting because I'm always interested in learning more from people who know a lot more than me about handicapping, mm-hmm. but there's a way to go about it. Right. Right. It's a dialogue. If you go back and forth, as opposed to just like being like, ah, you don't know what you're doing. This is, this is what it is. You're, you're crazy. Uh, I, yeah, that's, those are my favorite people to beat. And you know, the great thing about paramutual wagering is when I beat them, I get to walk away with their money in my pocket uh so yeah that's i you know i have two little girls six and three 
uh, my wife and I are, are very much on the like, listen, you are as good, as smart as any boy. If anyone tells you anything different, I will personally find them and break their thumbs. Uh, so when I see things like that, like, and it's also why I've like really made it a point to have good female handicappers come on the show. So uh, I'm, I'm glad to have you on today. Thank you for inviting me on. This is going to be fun. Yeah. So we're going to be taking a look at the late pick five for Saturday, kicking off race seven, uh, 417 Eastern post. Uh, and it starts with a five and a half furlong New York bred maiden special weight on the melon turf. Uh, this interesting little race. Uh, I, I go by the rules of, of guests first always. So please lay it on me. What are you thinking for this race, Mary? The two is really interesting to me. The two and the five specifically. I'm leaning more towards the five, um, which is Mr. Chairman. And that is Christophe Clement and Joel Rosario going last out. Sits Berlons on the turf. Came in second, was carrying 125 weight. And, you know, there, there's something about this horse. You know, the the first the first place whoever ran uh, Seaver was only carrying 119 pounds. So, and so was third place. So for him to have been carrying 125 and coming in second tells me something that I like. Yeah. So I think you might be the first uh, American handicapper that I've had on the show that actually uh, brings up the, the issue of weight. Is that something that you put a lot of stock into, um, you know, with, uh, with uh, your handicapping? And cause I, I do, especially on like wet tracks, uh, you know, I'll, I'll see sometimes that it looks like horses carrying less weight or doing well over a heavy uh, over a wet track or horses carrying more weight. And that's the only the time that I'll get into unless it's like a handicap is so is weight like a big factor for you. I don't think it was until it was pointed out to me right around the rebel. And I don't remember what trainer did it, but there was a trainer who pointed out that he's not making an excuse for his horse that underperformed in the rebel but mm -hmm. Unoho and I think the three that followed Unoho were carrying significantly less weight than the rest of the field. And I, I just, I remember Coots tweeting back like, oh, but your horse had two eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that evens out. That's worth a couple pounds right there. Um, yeah, you know, like those eyes have to be huge. So, yeah. Okay. So you were on the five, let's see, wasn't a Mr. Chairman. I mean, you cannot go wrong with Christoph Clement and Joel Rosario this time of year. Uh, now that you say that, I'm kind of uh, terrified for my ticket in the first leg because I overlooked Christoph Clement and Joel Rosario uh, in the first leg. I Actually, my top pick here was the number four, Feathers Road. This is usually the kind of horse that I really don't touch, which basically, if you've had 10 attempts to break your maiden, I I'm usually done with you. It takes something special, like a special uh, uh, pace scenario uh, for, for me to jump on it. And in this case, I think I get that pace scenario. Uh, Feathers Road should sit off the pace. Uh, and in this field of maidens actually shows the history of passing other horses. So that's the reason why, you know, I, I, I go with Feathers Road. When it comes to how I'm playing, uh, you know, horizontally, I'm pretty spread out here. I, I'm going to use Feathers Road. Uh, I'm going to use the two inside speeds with built to last and uh, Hey Mac is Jack. They moved the temp rail out to 18 feet. This is usually about the time whenever the inside at the five and a half for long sprints on the turf starts to liven up is when they start bumping that temp rail uh, back out. And if I'm playing this uh, vertically, I'm going to win bet the four and uh, go uh, exact to four with one, two. So uh, one, two, four, 10 for me in this leg. And do you have anybody you wanted to add to your first yeah. leg? 
it, it's basically the five and the two for me. The two, yeah, that two's hard to hard to pass up. I think that will be the two will be in a good path too. I think because it seems like you know the horses that you know regardless of temp rails and everything, just it seems like if you're on the inside on no matter the surface, it's kind of been dying out uh, at Saratoga. Exactly, and we are dropping back in distance for the two. Yep. So that's yep. Factor. Should be all gas, no brakes. Speaking of all gas, no brakes, we're moving on to race eight. Six furlongs, the Alfred G. Vanderbilt. I am so surprised that this this field filled up in the way that it did because in the beginning of the week, I thought to myself, this is going to be a one-horse race. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, like, I, I have one thing that I yell every single time that Jackie's Warrior wins. Jackie. Corn dogs, Jackie. Yeah, it 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 feels like a like a one horse race here. Um you could get bold and try to beat Jackie's Warrior. I know I'm not going to. Uh this is going to be a single for me. Um, yes, I'm yes, I'm saying I, I want to mingle. You want to mingle. Yeah. Now- yeah, I, I think the only way to play this on a horizontal wager is you either single Jackie or you're going to pick everyone but Jackie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um you either gotta you either gotta hope that that something comes in and, and you get around because if you do you put yourself in a fantastic spot. It's just I don't know. I the I've only seen this horse bat run bad once and it was at Del Mar and I feel and it was the Breeders Cup weekend and I feel like you can throw out almost all of those results from that weekend. That was the wonkiest weekend of racing I recall in a long time. I mean, it, w- it was crazy just starting from Breeders' Cup turf with that whole modern games and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And it just it translated throughout the weekend. And yeah, Jackie's Warrior, I think, you know, could be potentially a little vulnerable in this field, but not too vulnerable based on the last two starts that we've seen running buyers of... Uh, you know, the triple digit buyers. And I I think he's in a really good shape to win this. Buyers that they had to send off to NASA to tabulate because they were so high. So not, well, so yes, going to single, there's not going to be a lot of value in win betting Jackie. So whenever I see the situation, what I always try to do is uh, basically start handicapping for second, third place. And this is where I put on my big boy pants and, play a big boy trifecta keying Jackie on top. Uh, what I decided to do here was uh, I was going to go uh, Jackie on top with uh, Willie boy, uh, New York traffic, and then long range toddy underneath, just such a grinder of a horse that you definitely can't rule out uh, sucking up for second or third place. So that's uh four over two, three, five, two, three, five was my, my trifecta play there. So with that being said, if Jackie doesn't win this race, who I'm really fucked. Um, well, oh. uh, I'm, I'm saying if, say, Jackie's Warrior doesn't win, who's the most likely winner outside of Jackie's Warrior? Too? Outside of Jackie's Warrior, I mean, I, I honestly think it's probably a horse like Willie Boy. Actually, I'm New York traffic. New York traffic being just one drawn one to the outside uh, for uh, uh, we, me and Barry, Barry Spears call him Samson Simpson, but. Uh, uh, so ja- Safi Joseph Jr., uh, the man who looks like the person who not so subtly suggests he can get you Molly on your cruise excursion <laughs> snorkeling trip. Uh, and I, I think it would be a, a horse like New York traffic. I mean, if you go back 
two. Uh, the horse put up what could be a comparable speed figure. Uh, kind of, I mean, one easily last time in a non-graded uh, stake at, you know, at Penn. But yeah, I, I think that's that's one could get a piece. Plus you get Weekend Irad, who actually, who actually gives a damn. Um, so that's, yeah, New York traffic or, or, uh, or Willie Boy, but I lean New York traffic. What about you? I can definitely see that. And I'm, I'm seeing that based on the fact that there's a little more later speed there, according to my time pace figures that I'm seeing in my, my sheet right now. I, I think if that's, that's the only way you beat Jackie's warrior. And I don't think there's a shot if you're going to have the same running style as like a horse, like number one, who's going right. to be reading the pace. So right. yeah, I, I mean, you, you look at like a horse, like Willie boy. And last time the horse won it, I mean, it did come from a little bit off the pace, but for the most part, it's, it looks like one of those horses that if you beat it to the spot, it just quits. Right. I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> All right. Well, agreeing with me is a good way to get invited back. I like where your head's at. Moving on, we got the middle, the very smack dab middle of this pick five. It's nine furlongs. It's feels like the for, the forgotten uh, dirt stakes race, the the one that doesn't really get the the glam of say the uh, you know the Alabama or or the Travers, of course. But it's the Jim Dandy nine furlongs, grade two, six hundred thousand dollar purse for three year olds, and we've seen all of these horses. We, we feel like we know all of these horses. Uh, but I do think it's a really interesting race for, for, uh, you know, only being five deep, um, really interested to hear what you did with this, because, you know, of course, like pretty much every other race that Epicenter has won, there's a lot of steam behind Epicenter in this one. I'm very curious to know how the tote board is going to look five minutes to post. Me too. Because I'm confused. I mean, my heart is telling me to go with early voting. Because that's mm-hmm. that's what feels right to me in this. Yeah. But is there value in taking all in a horizontal wager when the tote board is going to be so I think evenly skewed, like with money just drowning these these horses like Epicenter sure. and in early voting? I mean, I I could see it eight to five, nine to five, two to one between the the three that you kind of mentioned with Epicenter early voting and Zandon, quite honestly. I would actually be surprised if Zandon somehow ends up ends up the favorite here just because of the local Chad Brown money. Right. I wouldn't be surprised about that. And I I think the reason I think the reason I like early voting is because I think Chad is very good at placement of his horses. Mm -hmm. So he was deciding between the Haskell and the Jim Dandy for early voting and you saw the same type of decision are we going to put early voting in the derby or we do not wait until the preakness wait until the preakness that was just a race that set up great for him it worked out maybe the same thing is going to happen here yeah i'm so the, the way i'm going to try to play this i'm actually going to try to i'm going to try to get around epicenter i'm not going to use epicenter horizontally i, I i'm going to just use early voting in zandon I feel like we could maybe even see like a little bit of a replay of uh, the, the Preakness with early voting, just going either taking it with the middle move or, or maybe just maybe trying to wire this. Cause I'm not sure Epicenter really wants to go with, uh, with early voting. I mean, the horse beat some other fields, you know, while, you know, wire to wire, but it was horses like, you know, smile happy and Zozos and, you know, other, you know, horses down in Louisiana and, also, I mean, you got to kind of start to wonder, like, is this just a, a fairgrounds horse for course? I mean, or 
terrible circumstances. It's just like a lemony snicket series of unfortunate events for us. I, I can't, I can't make my mind up, but I, I think I'm going to take the stand and try to get around. Yeah. It's almost like always the bridesmaid, never the bride for this horse. You know, you're so close. And I honestly thought he had the derby and yeah. I, I think everyone's heart kind of sunk when we saw what happened at the end of the derby, the last couple seconds, mm-hmm. because you thought Steve had it. You thought Steve had his first derby winner. And then you're in shock because even Larry Colmas didn't see Rich Strike come up on the rail like that. So, you, And even kind of looking at Epicenter's workouts right now, I'm not seeing what I call the the ass man power move where he throws a the, his horse throws a bullet and then comes back with another just like slow leg stretcher. I mean, he's got the slow four furlong work on July 25th, July 18th. You know, a minute and one, five furlongs. Like I want to see like a minute flat sort of time uh, for for that. So I'm I'm not I'm not sure if this one's really kind of all, all geared up. Uh, I'm going to get uh, corgis and sailor suits cute uh, with how I play this vertically. Uh, I've got a trifecta. I'm going to put early voting on top. Uh, in second, I'm going to use uh, Western River, Tawny Port, and Zandon, and then I'm keying in third. Epicenter. So I'm just getting all sorts of adorable, far too cute for myself here. Wow. That's interesting. I like it. All right. That it was race nine. Uh, We are going to take a quick break here at the Notorious OTB. Get a word in from our sponsors and we'll be right back with the rest of this early pick five or late pick five. Maybe I'll edit this later. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. And if you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet the MLB. And now, bet $500 on sports or in the casino before July 31st, 2022. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB. How long will I use these clips, you ask? Until Valletta Wallace and Biggie's estate tells me to stop. Which is any day now, quite honestly. I think the cease and desist letter is in your mailbox right now. It's a good thing that I don't check paper mail. There's nothing important in there. <laughs> so, we've got a... Race 10, an eight and a half furlong on the turf, the melon turf, the outer turf, if you will. It's a $115,000 allowance for three-year-olds and upward, which have never won 18000 other than maiden claiming starter or state bread allowance or which have never won two races. If Johnny has eight apples and he has three friends, that's how I feel reading conditions is just math word problems. All right. Do you oh. take a di- different ap- approach to playing the melon turf versus the inner turf? Not totally, no. I I typically like to stay closer to the rails. You know, mm-hmm. the inside post, especially at the distance that we're actually. 
Yeah, at the distance that we're going, that turn comes up so quickly. So if you don't break out well and you're losing ground on the outside, I think it makes it really hard. That's that's my biggest thing there. And I think that's it's really interesting to see the Wilson shoot actually and see races there and that temporary rail that they put up because I thought to myself, why are they putting this temporary rail there? And it really does help the inside posts keep straight and not yeah. get boxed out and miss the turn based on the outside horses coming inward. It's like a child's uh, bowling birthday party where they roll the bumpers out just to kind of keep everybody, make sure everyone's having fun. Everyone's everyone's going straight down the lane. Um, yeah, that, that Wilson shoot, that thing throws me for a loop. I'm not sure if I've hit an eight for a long you know, mile race from that Wilson shoot yet. I haven't quite figured it out, but you get... So- we've gotten so few of those races that, you know, it just takes a little bit to kind of, kind of get your bearings, especially when a lot of them are, have been main races, but you mentioned you like the, the inside speed. So I got to think you probably like this too. uh, sea falls uh, who that drew the rail with uh, for, for Norm Cassie, but I'll let you, let you tell me who you, who you like for this one. I do like the two a little bit. The two is kind of interesting to me. I like the one, the two and the 10. And I know the 10 is the outside post and going against everything I said, but there's just something about the 10 that I like on paper. And the one is actually a troubled entry with a 1A. The 1A is going to be stretched because it's going to be entered main track only. So the one that I'm going for is Bay Street Money. Yeah, I. so I I liked the speed on the rail of the two. And this was one, I you know, I figured I would have a single. I just went too deep. I can afford to go uh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty thick here in, in the uh, the third leg. Uh, or sorry, the fourth leg. And so I used Sea Falls, but then I also threw in uh, the eight Ricochet, who looks like could be sitting that stalking first run trip. Uh, Luis Saez has been riding lights out this week. Um, you know, uh, a lot of good angles for Mike Maker. Uh, you know, the horse is jumping from a $5,000 allowance into $115,000 allowance, albeit with conditions. But anytime Mike Maker does a crazy-ass class change of any sort my my ears perk up because it seems like those are always the races that he wins uh and then i also use the 10 colossio like you mentioned for uh, for the Catman wing catalano with uh, joel rosario uh horse has been running really well uh in europe uh against you know graded competition those uh group one races in uh in france at longchamp and deville um i also used i'm gonna tell you it took me a few times reading this name to realize that the name wasn't Capinus. Uh Capinsis, the 12. Uh, I will probably still call it Capinus <laughs> for the rest of its racing career, but I mean, I don't know. I, I'm paging Dr. Freud. I'm, I'm, I might be just be seeing what I want to see here. I don't know. That's better than No Balls. Oh, God, I love No Balls. I love <laughs> No Balls. That's such a great name. I... I always wonder, like, I imagine in my mind, like, um, like your 80 year old elementary school secretary with like horn rimmed glasses, uh, working in the racing office. And she's the one who actually slips up and lets, lets these like crazy names in like your, you know, rock hard 10, no balls, both of these nuts, the, those, those kind of horses that she just, she just doesn't, you know, Agnes doesn't get it. And next thing you know, you got these fantastic names running. We love to see it. We love to see that. And we love, love to send that up to our track announcers. Yes, yes, absolutely. I, I read, read a hilarious story. Uh, I think it was one of the guys who wrote Animal House. Um, he bought several horses and named them variations of uh, the phrase, it's all pink, and then gave 
his jockey instructions to always send for the rail just in an attempt to get the announcer to say it's all pink on the inside. He literally spent tens of thousands of dollars because he had to get multiple horses. He had one that like jumped a rail, others that like didn't, you know, until he finally got his moment. Like that is commitment to the game right there. <laughs> All, right. All right. Last leg, eight furlongs, 25K claiming on the inner turf. I love the inner turf so much. When it gets dry on the inner turf is my unofficial two-week holiday. Um so this is it. This is the the money leg. It's time to get paid. Blow up like the world trade. This is so, where we go ahead. You know, I keep doing that. Oops. Uh, you just asked me in the last race how I feel between you know the melon turf and the inner turf. How do you feel about it? I um. So my traditional school of thought, and I actually apply this to Belmont too when it comes to the uh, the widener versus the inner um, is. I usually think that the way that the track is shaped is has those bigger sweeping turns and it lends itself more to horses that are closing uh, that, you know, don't have to essentially kind of slow down and stop and then start their, uh, their, their run again after they get shaken up, they can just kind of take, you know, get shaken up and take that long sustained run. So I, I tend to look more towards closers uh, whenever the inner turf dries up though, it's, the horse that I think is going to hit the rail first is, is how I, I handicap it. And I've, you know, you, you've caught some really good prices uh, just being able to say, okay, this is the horse that wins the race within the race to the, to the rail and goes. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I mean, it's, it's spat rain yesterday. So I, I don't really get my, my dry uh, inner turf for this one. So I have to put a little bit more thought into it, but it's another one where I've, I, I took a license and kind of went deep. And I mean, What's interesting to me about this one is either one of these rules, the 13, 14, 15, 16, if they draw and uh, either one of them should be the favorite, uh, I must think. It, it seems like they kind of towered on figures compared to the others. But what were you thinking for the money leg? Yeah, I was going five deep in this and I see it on my my paper now and it's totally un, un, unintentional, but I have one, three, five, seven, nine. So it was all the odd numbers. One after the other. The the one caught my eye the most, I think. I think the one is really interesting here. That's the Joe Sharp horse. And that is uh, the last zip. It's, There's just something about this horse I like. It, it's I've noticed that Joe Sharp's horses, when I read the workout reports, it seems like they're all of his horses have been working just lights out uh, lately. Like they're coming up with all sorts of B plus grades. I'm not used to seeing those sort of heavy grades on uh, trainers that don't have the last name Brown or Pletcher or, you know, Baffert, whenever he shows up. Um, yeah. I, I, I like that. I like that pick quite a bit. Um, stretching out a little bit, you know, it should be able to use the speed. I mean, yeah, who, I, I could easily see this horse, either pushing or stalking. Um, I, I, so because I'm so concerned about one of these also eligibles uh, coming in, I, I, I don't know. I'm real in the weeds with this. Please, please keep talking. Please keep telling me who, more about who you like while I try to figure out what the hell I'm going to do. <laughs> um, three is kind of a given for me to, to throw in this. I think the three is really dangerous in this spot. It has some, some nice speed to them and, has been claimed several times after each start, you know, from what I see, I, I have a formulator. So I just 
have a set number of things, but from what I can see, I can see three claims dating back to January 30th. So I like to see a lot of claims because it tells me that someone's seen something in the source. Yeah, the the hot commodity at the at the claim box. So of the, the horses that are definitely entered that aren't relying on being scratched in, I used two, uh, which were uh, the three big agenda. And that's exactly what my note says is hot commodity at the claiming box. Um, and depending on if the some of the also eligibles also draw in, then it's actually going to put more pace into this race and it might give the horse more to target late. Um, the other one that I used that wasn't also eligible was the, uh, the nine um, uh, healing. Um, haven't been a big fan of, uh, Tyler so far this, uh, this meet, um, with his frosty tips. Uh, I, uh, except for when he won yesterday when I was a huge fan, cause I was on that horse. Uh, let's, let's see, this is the thing about jockeys. We hate them all at some point and we'll love them all at some point too. Uh, and with or without them. That's right. That's right. Uh, and I also maintained, uh, if you were to fight a jockey, you'd be the closest that you can come to fighting a monkey while still fighting an actual human being. Um, just because they're, they're long, you know, they're wiry arms and they're strong legs. I, I think that they'd be on you like a spider monkey. Um, and then with the also eligibles I had, I'm adding 14, 15 and 16 to my ticket. It drastically incre increases the price, but I, I don't see a world where all three of these make it in. I have a feeling one, maybe two make it in. So I'm using that. And the way I'm playing this vertically is just, uh, a win bet on the three. That's, uh, I don't want to get too cute in here. There are too many, too many things that could happen though. Uh, the, I think the exact and trifecta payouts could be just excellent here. I would love to see it. I love races like this. And I understand a lot of people don't because they're like, Oh, it's a claimer for what is it? 25,000. It's like, those are the best betting races. Yeah. Huge fields. It's, I, I think, the, I will probably have a play when it actually comes closer to post time. And once I know who's in the race, it's the, it, it feels like the traditional Naira last leg where they throw 16 horses at you. And there's a question mark over how many are going to be there and you're handicapping and it's two in the morning. And you're like, all right, I just got a whole bunch of fuck it in my system right now. I will look at this shit tomorrow when I know more, uh, but we're doing a podcast a day ahead of time. I don't have that luxury to just say, fuck it. I'm making a stand and I'm using the 14, the 15 and the 16. All right. That was the last leg. Well, what else you got? You got anything more here on this? I one? was going to say we could be lucky and get some rain or something tomorrow. And, you know, the pit five had already started and then they put them off the turf like we saw yesterday and get all of them. That would be. And I mean, I'm not a financial advisor. I just want to throw this out. But uh, I, I think you should play this pick five at a ten dollar base just in case that happens. Uh, I hope you it. Yeah, love to see it. We we love more money in the pool. Please put more of your money in the pool. So hopefully we can take it. Uh, yeah. All right. We're going to take one more quick break with the uh, for the uh, Notorious OTB here. Get a word in from our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to recap these pick five tickets, uh, give you give you what we got, and then uh, we will send you on your merry way to enjoy the Vanderbilt and the Jim Dandy. We'll be right back. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. 
That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually vis invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. I'm talking your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com SGP. Listen, we've all been there. You need a little extra cash. You live paycheck to paycheck. But guess what? No big deal. No shame. Almost everyone in America lives paycheck to paycheck. And things come out of the blue. Car breaks down. You're completely spaced on a holiday and now you gotta buy a gift. It happens. You blew your budget. You aren't the first. You won't be the last. But the good thing is your buddy Dave is here to help you. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hang-ups. There's no interest, no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. Future you will thank you. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. In hindsight, that sound clip is more of like a kickoff thing. I don't know why I'm doing this whenever I'm wrapping it up. Like, we've already hit the thrilling conclusion. Now we're just kind of taking care of some odds and ends. But uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to give you our pick five tickets that we put together. Uh, since I've got mine up, up I'm going to rattle it off first. First leg, I was one, two, four, ten. Second leg, single to Jackie, number four. Uh, third leg, four and five. Third, two, eight, ten, twelve. And the fifth, three, nine, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Now, with all of those also eligibles, that's an $80 ticket. And people who listen know that is way bigger of a ticket than I like to get. However, every time, you know, one of those AEs scratches out and doesn't race, you can subtract $32 uh, from that total. So that's my ticket. Let's hear what our guest has. Yes, and I, of course, don't have my total up, but... We can in, map it. Yeah, Arkansas we'll map school, it up. Haven't failed me. Arkansas public schools haven't failed me that bad. Let's see what I can do. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the worst at this type of stuff. So in the first late, I have the two and the five. In the second late, I am single to Jackie, which is number four. Uh, race nine, I am also single to number four, early voting. Race 10, I have one, two, ten. And then race 11, one, three, five, seven, nine. 
Oh, that's a $15 ticket. That's how Finn is in on the Notorious OTV. We like our skinny tickets. That's it. She, she is, That's the, the secret phrase that gets you invited back anytime you want, Mary. This has been fantastic. I've had a ton of fun. Uh, yeah. Thank you so so much for joining. And uh, I mean, you've got a lot of stuff going on. I mentioned the Smoke and Mare. Uh, I, I, what, what else? You got any other projects that you want to shout out or just your social so people can give you a follow? Yeah, I, my social is just Miss Mary Elizabeth or it's Eliza without the Beth. Twitter said that was too long. And, you know, I'm just out here having fun, you know, learning from so many people about gambling and, and understanding how to handicap. And I'm always interested in learning more handicapping techniques and, and views. And yeah, it's so much fun. Yeah, it's awesome. But fellas, remember, only give the advice when solicited. There goes Chester the molester again. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think I'll be seeing you soon. I, I'm I'm not sure if I'm gonna make it up to uh to uh Saratoga uh this meet. Uh there are a couple balls in the air. I might maybe make it for Travers. Uh I've got something else that might be going on Travers weekend too. So I do an ultimate frisbee gambling podcast. That sounds like bullshit. I assure you it's not. It's a real thing. It's called the Tilted Land Shark. You should check it out. Um but they're the the professional league, their finals are the same weekend in Madison, Wisconsin. Um but, uh, you know, I, I'm around. I'm just around. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll run into each other eventually, I'm sure. Um, well, thank you so much for joining. Welcome to Friend of the Pod status. Um, this is just a gigantic pyramid scheme. I'll be very blunt right up front. But give and the show I'm a going to, I'm going to post this on all my social media and say just for $99, you can be on NOTB. And, yeah. You know, yeah. I well, I, I handle it Mary Kay style is what I, I send everybody just like a really fancy box full of printed off PDFs of old racing forms. But if they break the seal on it, they owe me five thousand dollars and they just have, it's up to them to, to you know, sell and everything. Um, right. Some someday they'll get that that pink uh, Toyota Prius that I'm that I'm promising everybody. All right. <laughs> that is it for us. Give the show a follow uh, at Notorious underscore OTV. Give Mary a follow. Uh, give me a follow. I'm always out there being abrasive on Twitter at of Oaklawn. Uh, that is it for us. We will catch you next time. Enjoy your weekend.